What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation podcast where two guys discuss movie news and TV news. And I'll just, you know, we can say like entertainment news. I think that kind of covers Ooh. a lot of what we do. Um, and that kind of also brings in the whole camera tech and whenever we need entertainment stuff, I guess that, that yeah. should cover yeah. it. Um, as always, we are your two hosts. My name is Josh. And my name is Willis. And uh, and what do you have? What have you been consuming the last seven days, Willis? What do you got? What have I been consuming? I have two things for you here. One of which is going to take a little bit of of vocal work to get there. But the first Sorry. one is uh, the new series Dope Sick on Hulu, mm. starring Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I'm like they released like the first three episodes. I think they're four episodes in now. Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty good. It's really compelling. It's like long is not the word because they're they're hour episodes, but I've been like, man, this episode's been on for a long time. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot going on in a positive way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, you're in it. There's like sure. six or seven different storylines going on. That's why. So you're like, gotcha. wow, okay. we've covered a lot of information. Uh, and the second one is and and bear with me, but on Sunday I watched Sunday Night Football. Okay, like you do, go Pats. Uh, but they had the, I don't know if we ever exactly decided what they were, but the 8K high res yes, end like zone on the cameras field. going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which are really, really interesting to see because it is a whole different feel. Um, yeah. And I haven't done a ton of research, but like uh, to my knowledge base, they're just either 4k or 8k cameras, but with larger sensors. So you get a lot more shallow depth of field in it. Yes. And it makes me laugh because the biggest complaint I hear about it is it just looks like a video game. <laughs> and I was kind of I was kind of thinking about it the other day and I'm like, why do people think that? And I'm like, it's literally like a positive on the video side and a negative on the video game side. Yeah. Like a positive in the video side of yeah, it's like shallower, more cinematic depth of field, but you get the same effect in video games because like they don't have the render capacity to like render an entire stadium crowd so it's just kind of like blurry right, just, and like yeah you know? <laughs> oh god i did not so, think about that at all okay <laughs> yeah it's i i was like sitting there trying to watch football and just chewing about uh video games versus video and 8k and shallow depth of field in sports and classic uh, there were a couple plays that i was like i don't know what just <laughs> happened because i was trying i was thinking about depth of field i was in my so, head about the 8k field yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's um that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't. I think we mentioned yeah. it before, but we didn't really go into it. It's a very odd. They're trying something. Yeah, they're going for something. Whether it's necessary, there was a big question when they first came out of whether or not they were like A ones or something. I don't think they are. I think it's just like a larger sensor camera. But yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. That's what I have been consuming this week. Uh, what about you, Josh? Cool, man. Cool. Um, so my two uh, pieces of content that i consume that's a weird way of saying that but uh (laughs) the first one is a film that i would highly recommend nobody watch and that's silent hill revelation which i only watched because i watched the first silent hill uh which is still pretty bad but it's not like a zero star film like this one is um (laughs) Quite possibly the worst attempt at making like a big budget quote unquote blockbuster with like a twenty million dollar budget because it stars Sean Bean, Kit Harrington is in it. Oh wow! And Carrie Ann Moss are all in it in in this film that like 
the sequences where they're all together looks like it was shot on a fucking stage. It looks like a stage production. Like the lighting isn't cinematic. It's flat. It's just oh weird. I'm sure their budget went to them and not to the anyone else because that movie is yeah. absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> not to a gaffer. Yeah, definitely not to a gaffer. Not to any VFX house. I mean, it's just it's it's abysmal. Um, my second piece of content is actually something that you recommended to me a long ass time ago, and I never got around to it. I started Succession finally. And ah yes, so I watched the first two episodes of Succession, and it is off. It's fantastic. It's it's one of those shows where it feels original, even though like we haven't seen this exact type of thing before. Mm-hmm. But we've seen similar, you know, kind of family dynamic shows where it's kind of dark humor. Yeah. But this brings it to another level of like it's it's. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like that Adam McKay stuff, man. It's just yeah. his vibe. Uh, and it's just incredible. Jeremy Strong is both hilarious and like really sad at the same time. It's just like you, you feel <laughs> feel a yeah. lot of feelings when he's on screen. <laughs> um, and yeah, so everyone, Succession, I think it just, the third season just dropped or something. It's just starting, yeah. Just starting. Or I don't so. know if it, I don't know exactly where it is. I haven't been keeping up, but like, yeah, there's been a lot of like, it's been a long time coming for this episode, this season. Yeah, so no time like the present to start succession, I guess. There you go. <laughs> and yeah, so that's what we were consuming the past seven days, and let's get on into the episode. We've got some good stuff to talk about today. Uh, the first thing we're going to be covering is the IOTSI continuation of the saga going on between the, the big production studios yes. and the actual union of the crew members, um, and it's we've got more information uh yeah. i think we did we talk about it last week or the week before of you know they kind of were, i think it was a couple weeks ago yeah yeah they were going like to that, yeah. go back into negotiations with uh the studios and now we have some more information about that yes um we also are going to be talking about michael kane and the fact that he is not retiring yet even though he had stated that the the film that he's working on now was his final film which was very <laughs> kind of ominous do you think he's going to be in Nolan's film, the Oppenheimer movie? <laughs> yeah, of course he will. I feel like that's Nolan's like, like oh, you're not retiring. Come on. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it, but I have yeah. thoughts about uh, why exactly he backpedaled on that. Um, but Very quickly, too. We'll yeah, we'll, we'll get into yeah. it. And then uh, we're going to wrap it all up with DC, which I know we talk a lot about Marvel, guys, and it's DC week because the DC fandom just happened, and there's a lot of stuff that they teased and we got, you know, new trailers and a whole bunch of stuff. So no Marvel this week. All, all things that I think we knew were coming. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Like actual trailers and actual looks at them, which is cool. It's exciting because we had been kind of just, you know, sitting on this information being like, oh, this could be good. But yeah. now we've got some actual footage to back it up. So so that's what we're going over this this week. And let's just dive right into the first topic. Which is the IATSE verdict and what's going on right now? So I think the last time we spoke about this, we were kind of talking about the fact that, uh, like ninety eight percent or ninety six percent of or what was it ninety percent of the people showed up and ninety eight percent of the people voted that to you know to authorize a strike if it was necessary to authorize the strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to go through the update or? I mean, if. You can go. All right. I, I will. 
I just read an article, so I'm super excited about it, guys. Nice. Uh, no. Um, so basically, they had their vote to ratify their president with the ability to call for a strike should that happen. A strike at this point has been averted mm-hmm. for the time being. Yes. Uh, the studios and the IATSE have offered up a contract that they think is equitable for both sides. Um, mm-hmm. The reaction to it has been not great. No. A lot of people that are, that think it's not enough, that think it's kind of just like a patchwork kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that from a couple of my friends uh, who like work in the unions and things like that, that they're like, yeah, not, not the greatest, um, but yeah. it is a better contract than what they had before. Um, yeah. So like it's, it's debatable. Uh, the next steps with it, it has to go to like the union members to be ratified. Yep. So we'll see, we'll no doubt have a update number four on this to see where that lands. But I don't know, Josh, where, where do you, do you want to dive into like a little bit of the details on this, you think, or like, yeah, we can go in over, it's, we're not going to go over every single piece of like the updated contract sure. or anything. Yeah, let's but just we, yeah, read the entire contract. Yeah, at verbatim and then, you know, you guys can make a, <laughs> make a decision. If you want to go to the next time, if you want to go to Michael Caine, just skip forward to, yeah. you know, to the two hour, 15 minute mark. Um, and then we'll just be wrapping up our final thoughts on it. Um, yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, so I mean, it's interesting because yeah, a couple of my friends, uh, both union and non-union reached out to me as well and just kind of expressed their opinions on this. And yeah, it seems like, most people are very unhappy just because for a lot of the, well, let me put it this way. Like every set is different the way they handle things, the way the hours sure. work. Obviously every project's going to be different. So some people were saying that the, like the improved quote unquote terms are just what they're working now. It's not really an improvement for a lot of people. It's just like putting mm-hmm. it in writing for the people who are being s- severely abused by the system to be like, oh, you know, we don't have, you, you get a 54-hour weekend or whatever it was. It's, yeah. you know, and I think one of the other uh, terms was like a 10-hour turnaround between shifts for all workers, mm-hmm. which seems like it would be good. But for a lot of people, they're like, this is what we have to deal with now and it's just not feasible. Yeah, like when, when I worked in films, like the 10-hour turnaround was like, Usually, and this was, you know, I, I wasn't union, but like that was the standard that most people aimed for. And like, right, you know, yeah, like that's not saying that's the rule when that's what people are trying for it. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, no, it's, it's, it's just, it's an interesting situation because the people that hold the power are the, are the crew members, but those are also the people who are getting hurt by not working. So it's like the strike that we yeah. talked about. It's like, it's, it's no good for anyone, but you know, the, 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 like IATSE just kind of saying that this all works and not really checking with the rest of the union is kind of an issue because a lot of these people yeah. are saying they're not going, they're going to vote to ratify like a completely new contract. Like they're not going to, this isn't going to go in their favor. Yeah. And likely this vote won't happen for weeks anyway. That's what I read. So we won't necessarily know. But yeah, it won't be next episode, y'all. Right. It, yeah. It won't be next. Ep- well, who knows, but it probably won't be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm just very concerned that this is such a band-aid over like a huge kind of like yeah issue um, that, you know, if if the members aren't okay with it, that's, that's who you have to please here. It's like, mm-hmm. if people don't, if they're ready to say that they're not, they're willing to not work. Yeah. 
and not get paid, that's huge, guys. That's huge. That's something that you have to really take into consideration. And again, the studios hold the money. They don't hold the power in this situation because if no one works, they don't have products. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's I, I feel like this just isn't enough for a lot of people. And I'm not union. I don't work in yeah. that field right now, so I'm not in that. But from what I'm gathering, pretty much nobody is on board with what they've, what they've um, kind of come up with in this contract yeah i mean i i think like it's it's one of those things that i look at what this contract is offering Mm -hmm. and you really have to dive down to the nitty-gritty of it to see where it's an improvement yeah and like the argument can be made that there are improvements here like yeah totally you know like standardizing the 10 hour it's like yeah okay cool it's like good to know going into a thing that you're not going to get some bullshit producer that's gonna be like well no but like we're gonna do like 12 hours we're gonna do 15 hours mm-hmm. or wait no sorry it's the turn where we're gonna do like just, i need you to come back like, in like five hours. hours yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's the fact that you have to dig to this nitty-gritty level like is a little disheartening. Yeah. On the other side, I do also see, I'm like, we're not going to remake the film industry with like one contract negotiation, which is like kind of what I think some people are hoping for, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem that great. It, you know, I think you said it well, it's, it feels like a band aid. Mm-hmm. It'll be really interesting to see if it gets ratified. Yeah. Because the article I was reading said that like, those kind of votes usually get about 30% voter turnout. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, this is a different kind of situation. There was, we said what 96% turnout, 90% turnout, something like that. Yeah. For like the vote to be able to strike. Like, yeah, I feel like if we we're going to get higher than 30% action on this ratification vote. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, and I will say I want to. Sh- I think you may have shouted this out last week, but I want to shout it out again. If you if you aren't following, you don't even have to follow this um, this Instagram page. But mm-hmm. what the fuck is it called? So IA Stories on Instagram, yeah, is a really good account that just opened up recently because of this, and it gives you a pretty clear picture of what people have to deal with on on different kinds of sets, whether it be yeah. you know TV TV shows, uh, big mo- big motion pictures, you know reality TV show sets, whatever what what have you, and just what these people are going through. And I think that that like people think, oh, you're making movies, that's a dream job, which it is for a lot of people. That doesn't mean that it's not a pain in the ass a lot of the time, and brutal. you're being overworked. Yeah. Like th- these guys work harder than just about anyone yeah. i know like if you're working standard between 60 and like 70 hours a week like mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking work for very little pay and also very little recognition at the end of it yeah so i don't know i i, I agree with you i think that this is not this is clearly not enough for them and i think I don't know. It's kind of a game of chicken at this point, right? Like, who's going to budge? Like, what? What? Yeah. I think the studios are thinking, like, oh, they're not going to not work for three months or whatever. But hey, the writer's strike in what, 08 or whatever it was? I mean, yeah. That was yeah. a huge blow to the industry. Yeah. It's not, it's not unprecedented. It, like, the, the chance of that doing it. Um, yeah. It's weird because I did read one thing that's like, I think it was like an Instagram post or something. And it like, I don't agree with this, but I feel like it's like worth discussing of, Mm -hmm. uh, they were saying, Oh, people just want the drama of a strike. They don't necessarily want a deal. They want the drama of a strike, which I don't think is true, but like, 
I think there are definitely certain people out there that are, have that kind of vibe of like, yeah, you could say, oh yeah, we're doing eight hour days and you know, full weekends. And they'd be like, hell no. Like your standard Strike. 40 yeah, hour yeah, nine yeah. to five, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But like, I, that's like, I don't think who's leading this. And I, I don't think no. like, you know, I, I, it'll, it comes back. I think it'll be really interesting to see who shows up to ratify this vote. Yeah. You know, hundred mm-hmm. percent. It'll be very telling. And, um, it's weird because this is like a kickstarting kind of a string of strikes that have been happening recently. And I don't know if it's just, there's a lot of, a lot of it going yeah, on. Like Kellogg's yeah. there's been like mass walkouts. Um, I think John Deere was another one that I saw where people were just like, yeah, there's just mass yeah. walkouts. It's an interesting thing of just, yeah. Like there's like clearly post COVID there's like a whole kind of situation going on where people yeah. are like, well, I'm like not really willing to just, have a shitty job right for no pay like (laughs) yeah like and like power to you you know what i mean like yeah like nobody wants to have a shitty job that doesn't pay you anything like yeah you know i've I've been in those jobs where you're like i gotta wake my ass up at six in the morning to go to a place that i hate for 10 hours and then come (laughs) home and fall asleep as soon as i get home so i can wake up and go to my shitty job nobody wants that yeah well the owner of the company gets massively rich and like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so (laughs) and we're getting off of our our stated entertainment uh news topics here but it's topical um, (laughs) yeah but it's it's one of those like i i think yeah this the 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 strike here with the or the god i can't fucking talk today (laughs) (laughs) the iatse contract disputes and the other disputes are just like a sign of the time and yeah aren't gonna just go away is i guess what i'm getting at yeah totally speaking of things (laughs) that just won't go away Yes, that's, there it that's is. Super negative, and that's not the way I want to bring this up because I, you know, <laughs> speaking of things that aren't going away, that's better. Speaking of things that aren't going away just yet, Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine, I, I, anyone who's British at this yeah. point and is over a certain age, I'm like, that's a sir, um, you know. Uh, so a few days ago, we. I don't know if this was via tweet. I saw it via an article of like Michael Caine announces retirement. But Michael Caine, quote unquote, announced his retirement, stating basically that, like, he did an interview where he was talking about the latest film he's making as his final. I don't know. Think he either misspoke or something got lost in translation there. But it's not because he he like a day later he or even English, that's Josh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, Sorry. But he, yeah, he he kind of just went back on it, like almost immediately, immediately saying, like, no, this is not my last film. Although he did yeah. say that he, well, a he's eighty eight, so that's he's very old, and he has spine issues, which makes it kind of hard to move around. Meaning that this film could be his final. Like it, it, it yeah. would make sense if this was the last time he was in something. So should we? Can I read his quote? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So his quote, and there's a part of this that's like. And added, but his quote is uh, when asked if, well, here, when asked if bestsellers, which is like the film that he's promoting right now, uh, would be his last movie, he said, I think it would be. There haven't been many offers, obviously, for two years because nobody's been making any movies I want to do. But also, I'm 88. There aren't exactly scripts pouring out with a leading man who's 88. Mm-hmm. True. You know, it like. Is- there's you could 
it's one of those you could definitely grasp what people thought from that comment. Sure. Like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it could be an, a retirement announcement, but like, that's a shitty retirement announcement. If you're just like, yeah, no, I think I'm done. Oh, wait, yeah. was that not his response? I thought that was his response to the adri- initial. Oh, am I wrong? I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, also, I will say the film bestsellers, the tra- you should watch the trailer. It looks pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, okay. All right. I love me some Michael Caine, so. Well, regardless. Well, that was the quote that I saw, yeah. Yeah, regardless, he's not retiring, which also kind of, well, it kind of begs the question of if, or why do actors announce the retirement? Is it necessary? And. Can you really retire? Can you really retire? Yeah, it's. I mean, because I think of people like Cameron Diaz, it's like she straight up said, I'm not doing movies anymore and hasn't been in a movie yeah. in like seven years. And that's just, she's living her life. Um, yeah. But then you brought up a good but point. That's, <laughs> well, so yeah, like, and like with the Cameron Diaz thing, it's like, yes, like there's a level to which with this, it's like, and I, I would say this is across the board for actors, filmmakers or whatever. It's like, you can say, yeah, I'm done, but it's not like you're saying, okay, I'm stopping this job that I've been doing the same thing for the past 30 years. Mm-mm. Like, I'm just going to like w- when you're in like this kind of filmmaking world, you're operating project to project. Sure. You know what I mean? And I, I'd say that would be for any filmmaker or creative or things like that. And so it's like, I'm going to stop choosing new projects mm-hmm. is like a different kind of thing than like, I'm going to retire and be done. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's like Michael Caine could say, yeah, I'm going to stop acting, you know, and then Christopher Nolan's going to come along and say like, actually I need you in this role. And he'd be like, okay, fine. Oh, okay. Cause he's in every Christopher Nolan movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. Oh, you need me for five days for like a small role. Sure. Why not? Like that's yeah, a five day shoot. That's actually okay. So like a five day shoot that you do something with, um, I think of movies like um, All the Money in the World, which was when um, Kevin Spacey, all his bullshit got like came out and all that whatnot. He was literally cut from this film and Christopher Plummer. Uh, hey, also a Ridley Scott movie. That's a nice, interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. There. OK. Um, so Kevin Spacey was cut from this film and replaced by Christopher Plummer. Uh, who did I think like a week and a, a like a week week and a half of like pickups for that role? Just kind of like come in like we're gonna reshoot all the things that we've done with Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. which is with you and like well that and ended up getting an Oscar nomination for like six days of work. Right. So there's a like yeah you can say you you retired, but like that doesn't doesn't hold the same weight when you can just do a small thing here and there. And like, it's not really worked you. Cause it's like, okay, yeah, I can go do this for a friend for a week, but mm-hmm. the industry as a whole is going to like experience as like a return or as continuing to work. Does that make sense? Uh, that took me a really long time to get to that point. No, I told, I a hundred percent understand what you're saying. And it's even like, it's crazy. Cause like when you say you're retiring as an actor, like that doesn't mean that you're retiring from film necessarily. Like you could go yeah. on and be a director. You could go on. Like I think at this point, 
I think Jason Bateman is kind of done being an actor and he wants to be more of a director. So I'm like, that I guess would yeah. technically be his retirement from acting. And then, but he's going on to do this. And I'm sure Cameron Diaz isn't doing nothing at this point. Like she's got to be doing yeah. something. So it's like, yeah, a retirement from acting is a really interesting thing because, like you just said, you you can just come for a day and do like something, and, and yeah. that's you know not a return, but. Yeah, you talked a couple weeks about Quentin Tarantino, how he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my 10 movies and then retire. Yeah. And then I think you said it was Rid- Ridley Scott asked him what he was going to do. He's like, oh, I'm going to write books. I'm going to do this. It's like, okay, so you're not like. So you're not. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like, okay, let me start collecting my social security and, you know, right. have margaritas on my beach house every morning. Like, right. you don't have Margaret. Bloody Marys. I don't know. Mojitos. Do I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah, know why I, this person has to be drinking in the morning, but. Um, that's how I envision a re- retirement, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Marys, mojitos. Yeah, you know. The other thing, and I think you kind of teed me up for this earlier and I didn't take the bait, but the mm-hmm. other thing I want to sort of touch on here is there's a level to which retirement's like not always like a good thing in these kind of roles. Mm. And I, I would cite Akira Kurosawa, who... I, I'm the, the details of this are going to escape me. So I, I, for, I apologize, like go, go look up Akira Kurosawa, but yeah, uh, he retired for, from filmmaking for a good period of time. Uh, and then came back. I want to say in like his late seventies or eighties, um, like towards like the tail end of his life. Right. And made what are considered by many to be like the greatest films of his career. So you can, announce your retirement you can do this whole thing and then still have something you know in the basement that you could still want to express artistically and and return you know what i mean yeah it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot if you kind of come out make a statement of like i'm through with this i'm done i'm not going to be taking any more roles because who knows two years down the line a, a role might come across your desk that you have to you have to take and that's just how it is it's hard when you get up into those old, into the like the elder years, and I we did speak about Eastwood and and Ridley a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but like when you're when you just fe- like physically can't do it anymore, like that's when it makes sense to just kind sure. of call it a day. But I mean, like you said, I think Eastwood's ninety one or ninety two at this point, and mm-hmm. he's still starring in films that he's also directing and producing. So it's in writing. So it's like, dude, he, you know, it kind of keeps you young, I guess. Um, Sure. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just, I I think it's telling that he kind of walked it back. So Michael Caine walked it back so quickly because he's like, Oh no, no, no. I didn't, I did not say that I'm retiring. I didn't specifically say that because I'm sure that would open up a whole can of worms. (laughs) Honestly, like, like, I read that whole thing where he was like, oh, I actually haven't retired. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, he's definitely like contractually attached to some project that he's like, no, like, oh, no, no, no. I have I'm three t- things in the chamber that are just going to like, you yeah. know, I'm going to be in this Oppenheimer Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Like, I'm not retired, guys. Um, I was looking at the cast today because I was like, oh, is he in this yet? But he's not yet. Wait, he's going to be in it yet. for sure. It'll happen. Like, <laughs> he's not yet. It's just Cillian Murphy. Yeah. It'll be, I will, we'll have a moment when there's a, like, there will be a Christopher Nolan movie that doesn't have Michael Caine in it and it will be because he died. Oh God. Although I, I guess, I don't know if that's true. Was he in Dunkirk? I don't remember. 
I'm like questioning the whole point I'm making every, as I'm saying it out loud. Every British actor was in Dunkirk, so like, yeah, you know, he might not have been. I don't know. You know, it, it, Kenneth Branagh was in it. You know, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Hardy Branagh, was in it. Michael he, some of the usual suspects. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, that might have been too much of a physical movie for him, to be honest. Because, like in Interstellar, sure. think about it. He was pretty much just sitting down the whole time, and then he was literally yeah. in a in a bed, an ICU bed at the end. So it's like you know, um, spoilers, I guess, for Interstellar. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I I I'm glad he isn't retiring because Michael Caine is one of the most con- consistent, you know, elderly yeah. actors of elderly male actors. <laughs> um, when when I first sent you this, or when, I don't know who sent it to, but like when I first read about this, I was like, yeah. before it was confirmed that he wasn't retiring, I was like, yeah, oh man, we're gonna have to talk about his retirement. It's just gonna turn into a Michael Caine like fan session. Yeah. So I <laughs> I, I ask you this: Do you have a favorite Michael Caine movie? Oh, and take as much time as you need because I definitely don't have one in the chamber here. <laughs> I don't have one locked and loaded. Let me look up his whole thing real quick. Because is it now you see me too? It's now you see me too. I <laughs> completely cars too, forgot he was in that. You know what's funny is he's slated to be in now you see me three. So I'm like, well, that I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Alrighty then. Um, I don't even remember him in that movie. I don't even remember that movie. I don't either. Oh fuck, he was in Children of Men and. The Weatherman. Okay. Yeah, he was the children men. He was the hippie in the woods. Ooh, that's a good one. That might be. That's really good. That's a smaller also, role, but also Austin Powers. I mean, Nigel Powers. Come yes. on now. Come the fuck on yes. now. It's perfect. <laughs> I feel like that movie put him in the zeitgeist of a whole new generation. Totally. Like as weird as that seems to say, I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> When I think, and I felt guilty when this happened, but when I think of Michael Caine, I will think of Austin Powers and Nigel Powers before I think of like Sleuth or uh, yeah. the, Ital- the original Italian, <laughs> Italian job. You know job. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my God. Yeah. And Alfred, it's just like, there's so many things that he, he's had a career that's really interesting because you can kind of pick things going back to like the fifties mm-hmm. that like he's played iconic roles for his entire career. And I think that yeah. like going into his later career, pairing up with Nolan was perfect because he's iconic at everything. Yeah. I don't, I, I'll have to put way more thought into this. He's so many, so many movies for sure. Eh. Children of men's pretty good. <laughs> Children of men is pretty good. Um, <laughs> have you seen, have you seen sleuth? I have not in a while. So Sleuth was made. So there's two of them. Um, and this is we're completely off track here. But like, hey, it's, we're still on Michael Caine. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. Fine. Uh, so Sleuth is a movie that was originally made in like 19, like 70, 72 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they re and it stars Michael Caine. And basically the plot is like, oh, I'm going to butcher this. I haven't seen this movie in so long. <laughs> The plot is basically like guy played by Michael Caine goes to rich guy's house, I think, to help solve a murder. Mm. And like, it's this whole big thing and it's like a back and forth and like, blah, 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 blah. That's they about what remade, I remember. <laughs> yeah. They remade Sleuth in, uh, when was it? 2007. Oh, Lord. With Michael Caine in the opposite role. So oh. he played the rich guy, like, and I think it was I think it was Jude Law uh, who played his original character. 
Um, but that's such like an interesting like, oh, here's you playing both sides of the same movie. That is so weird. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Okay. You know what? I'm usually against remakes, but that seems like it's very purposeful. It's mm. an interesting I will um I will send you uh this this guy I went to college with, uh Rick Bear. He did a really, really well done visual essay, like on the two difference between because it's like completely different styles and completely different definitions. I'll send it to you and I'll I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Shout That's out awesome. Rick Bear. But um Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bizarre. And I think I think the new one was directed by Kenneth Brana to to tie it in even farther. Oh my to, god. To bring okay. it back to Dunkirk, I guess. <laughs> and you know, well Kenneth Brana has a very weird track record of films, but okay. All right. I mean, didn't he? Kenneth do, like, Branagh has, and I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Kenneth Branagh has that same syndrome of what movie is going to be like filmmaker Kenneth Branagh dead, director of blank. Yeah, was X. Like, yeah, it's so true. He did. It was him. Yeah, he did Sleuth two thousand seven. Yeah, the movie he did right before Thor. <laughs> yeah. All right. So weird. All right. Fair enough. So, guys, Michael Caine is not retiring. <laughs> yes. To bring it back. You know, what else he, you know what else he's not doing? He's not playing Alfred in the DC Universe anymore. He's not. He was a good Alfred. Let's be honest. He was a, he really was a great Alfred. Alfred. I don't know if I'll ever get over um, the OG Alfred there, whose name escapes me. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. From, like, the one that was in every other Batman movie before Nolan rebooted it. Yeah, um... I'm really curious what Batman movie you're you're Googling right now. Because that's was, very telling. I was Googling... Did you Google Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, or Batman and Robin? Uh, it was Batman Forever. Nice. Val Kilmer. It was not Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Although I... Michael Go. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, Batman and Robin. That's, that's a, like a weird generational test right there of like, what Batman movie do you Google? To it's find true because played Alfred. Because honestly, my Batman was Christian Bale from the beginning. I mean, like he was the one that I grew up with, and that's it's just interesting that I mean, thank God I like yeah. movies, so I, I kind of dove into it more. But yeah, that was. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Like Batman Forever. If you take away like the cinematic experience that is like Nolan's Batman series, yeah. Of like I would say of those original four, and I get a lot of flack from this from my friends, but of those original four, I think. Batman Forever is probably one of my favorite Batman incarnations. Come at me. Hey. hey yeah, come apparently at me. I read the other day, apparently I read the other day there's like a uh like a uh fan edit version of that film that's supposedly oh. like a lot better. Oh shit. The Red Book edition it's called. Cuz he carries that red book around the whole movie. That was like okay. his or something. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. All right. I'll have to look so, into that. Good god. But anyway, but yeah, I get to get back to Alfred <laughs> in the DC universe. And we're going to tie this back in a minute, guys. Strap in. Uh, but um, Michael Caine, not Alfred in the DC world anymore. No. And there's a lot of information coming now about what's going on in DC. And yes. I I will start us off like this. Can we say, is this the DC universe anymore? That's a good question. I think it like... If you look at it like technically, I guess, but everything that they put out here, I'm like, this is not, this is not building to anything. 
this is we've got these different properties that we're just putting out movies for. Well, I think you have to think about it like if this is that's so true because the Batman, yeah. As a whole, I think you can call it a universe. I don't think it's as uh, linear as like the Marvel universe would, like the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. I think you could still put it under the universe type of... Or I, maybe the better term is multiverse. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Because, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yes, let's get so, into it. Okay, okay. <laughs> DC, Go. the DC, uh, what the hell, Fandome was... Fandome happened over the past week it was on sunday i believe which i did not really know was a thing honestly but it, it makes sense you know i feel like i've heard it before but it, it's never really clicked but i'm like oh yeah, like of course they do yeah they must yeah but does marvel regard we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna go into marvel but so they released a whole bunch of teasers and trailers and and all of that good stuff for us to yes. react to um what do you where do you want to start here because there's a there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> I want to start with the Flash. Okay, let's do it. Andy Machete. Uh huh. Andy Machete, right? Isn't he uh, directing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have not gotten that like wide-eyed and breathless for a trailer in a long time. Mm. And it had nothing to do with the Flash. It had to do with the fact, and I know this because I've been watching Dope Sick. But like from the first line, you're like, "That's Michael Keaton." Yes. <laughs> That's Michael Keaton in a DC movie. Yeah. That's Batman. Yeah. And like, say what you will about any of like any of them. There is no actor who embraces being Batman more than Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton has ended like college commencement speeches by saying, let me say one more thing. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like you should look up the clips on YouTube. It's like the best thing ever. You're just like, he gives this whole impassioned speech. And then he's like, also I'm Batman. That's amazing. That's amazing. But seeing in, so the whole thing with the flash storyline here is it's flashpoint where Barry Allen, I think travels. I want to say between multiverses, like travels really fast, bends space time, et cetera. He definitely goes between yeah universes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're getting a similar thing than we're getting at Marvel of like, here's multiverse kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. one of the things he's connecting to is Tim Burton's Batman universe with Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, As if I haven't like said that already four times in this. uh, (laughs) But as soon as I heard his voice and then as soon you see like the, OG Batman cowl from mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. I was like, like breath caught in my throat. Like, holy shit. Like this is Batman. This is Batman. Yeah. So I'm so psyched for this movie. The whole flash thing. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be really disappointed if I watch this whole movie and Michael Keaton's in it for like four minutes. I know, which is very possible, but there's a lot of other things going on here. There's like two Ezra Miller's in, two- in the, in it. Two plus, who knows? You know, there might be yeah, another so one. So there's multiple, there's Supergirls in it. Yep. Um, there's like a bunch of different stuff going on. So this one, it, this is the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like equivalent in the DC world of like, hey, so we're going to just like tie in all of this shit. Right, right. In in a Flash movie, no less. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in, in, which is an untested property. Exactly. Like there was a show that's very much not the same tone. Yes. Know, kind of. Well, a there's the show. CW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which 
is also like Ezra Miller has appeared as flash on that TV show. Right. So like that canon, but, um, I know, which yeah, like we've gotten <laughs> Ezra Miller's flash in justice league and mm-hmm. I want to say Batman V Superman. I don't for remember like a hot second. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, this is like a big, a big push for them for like a, a what is an untested for the most part character. And that's was the biggest thing for me too, because like, like I said a couple minutes ago, I'm not. When it comes to Batman or Batmen, I mm-hmm. grew up with Christian Bale as my Batman, so it was like I I yeah. was introduced to Kilmer and Keaton and everyone who played Batman before Bale, like yeah. afterwards. So it's just kind of like a different uh, type of thing. So it's going to be interesting for me because I don't have any, my connection to the DC universe is very, very thin. I don't have Mm -hmm. much going on. I think the dark Knight was like one of the first movies where I'm like, Oh, this is something to pay attention to. And then it was kind of went, it kind of snuffed out after that. But I'm interested because one, I think Ezra Miller is fantastic as flash. Mm -hmm. I think he's a wonderful actor and just, he, he adds something different to this character. Andy Machete, which I mentioned also, is a phenomenal director who who doesn't mm-hmm. normally do this stuff. So I'm really intrigued to see what he brings to the table. He's known for like Mama and both the It movies. So it's like he does horror yeah. films. But then he also is greenlit to do a, an Attack on Titan ad- adaptation. So I'm like, who the well, f- I, fuck I, knows? <laughs> like, I think the Flash movie here is supposed to be vaguely horror-esque. Ooh. Oh, so they're really diving I, I don't into think the you, dark. I don't think you'd ever really be able to classify it as like a horror movie, but I think yeah. there's parts of it that he like he was selected for this because he's has a horror background in the same way that because everything was... relates to Marvel in the same way that yeah Sam Raimi has been brought in for Multiverse of Madness yeah oh so this really is like a one to one comparison almost to like that although Doctor Strange it's really bizarre it is weird because Doctor Strange is kind of a tertiary character as well in that series like he's not an Avenger like he kind of is but he's not yeah. like he had one movie you see him from time to time he plays a huge role like the Flash does in Snyder Cut yeah but it's not someone that you've really seen before interesting yeah the parallels between it's very bizarre to me that and not to talk about Marvel that DC and Marvel (laughs) both seem to be getting to like pretty much the same point of like, let's establish a multiverse. Yeah. At the same time, like Like the (laughs) same time. And I don't think it's like a coordinated plan from either side. Like God, no justice league was clearly DC trying to do the Avengers. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like they both kind of got to the same place by being like, well, we have i feel like dc and we'll, this is ties back in but i feel like dc has is saying hey we have all of these five different properties going on that aren't necessarily in the same universe but mm. like yeah but like if we want to cross them over in any capacity we have we're building a tool that we can do that and just say like oh yeah look he's in this now right which i wonder i mean it's weird because we saw the flash doing some interesting things with space time in in Mm -hmm. the snyder cut only like not in joss whedon's version so it's like the timeline they don't care about the timeline clearly but it's i'm I'm very curious to see how in the end we're going to perceive this entire run of movies it's like it's not linear necessarily but it's also not non-linear it's like trying to correct itself (laughs) i think flashpoint was one of the is one of the like last holdouts of what used to be the dcu cinematic universe gotcha okay dc cinematic universe dc yeah dc c u i don't know 
CU, DCCU. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, DCU. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. DCU. Yeah, there it is. Because that was definitely announced when they released Justice League. Totally. It totally yeah. was. And so. Flashpoint is something that people have been waiting for forever. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, they've finally got a good good Flash, good good director behind it. What other movie do you want to talk about, though? I want to talk about Black Adam because yeah. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this and The Rock in general. Because I, so my initial thoughts on this whole thing was I don't think The Rock fits in this at all. I, I no? don't know why. I just, for some reason, I don't think he can be placed into like an existing IP character. I think that he's The Rock and I think that he's going to be like that. I, I'm very curious to see more from this because we didn't see much. Yeah. But I just, like, it's not like John Cena as Peacemaker. It's like he was, like, he's not John Cena. Like, I don't know. The Rock is The Rock. Yes. And I think that when I saw this, I was like, it it almost felt corny to me. Like, his line readings, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm kind of understanding what you're going for here, but also you're The Rock and it's giving me some baggage. I don't know. What did you think about that? I wasn't wasn't super into this. I don't know. So... All right. Well, before before I get to my thoughts, I have to say you just made me really want a scene between Peacemaker and Black Adam oh where God. they're in some kind of ring and it's just like it's the Rock and John Cena. And then do Marvel crossover you know, and Batista comes. Yeah, but no. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, let's have the WWF, WWE, yeah. like, yeah. Let's have that nod somewhere in the in the universe because it's, it's right possible. there, staring it's everyone in the face. Right there. Yeah. But in terms of. Uh, and I apologize for everyone that I just like blasted their ears out screaming about the rock and uh, John Cena, but nah. I am kind of super on board with the rock as black Adam. All right. I think what you're keying into is I don't know if the rock can play a bad guy. That might be what it is. That's the real, cause I'm like the only bad guy I can think of is like the scorpion King. And that's like, Sh- yeah. Before he was a real actor. That was him like, oh, yeah, I'm like a res- I'm a ripped wrestler that wants to be in movies. Right. Like, right. Sure. Go be a <laughs> Scorpion King. Right. Right. <laughs> so I feel like that's the biggest thing that I'm like, I don't know. Like, am I going to not be like, oh, I love The Rock the whole time in that movie? Mm-hmm. You know, but in that same vein, I think, well, a he's wanted to play Black Adam for like a decade now. Forever. Yeah. Like he he was like, he approached DC and basically said, I want to be black Adam, mm-hmm. which like that to me says that there's something in that role that's speaking to him, mm-hmm. which makes me think that he's going to be able to push his performance and give like more to it. Yeah. I hope so, man. Ooh. And like black Adam is not such like a simple, just bad guy from what I understand. Like yeah. he is his intentions for the most part are good, just flawed. It's like Venom kind of like, um, which I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, but, and like, so it's an interesting, it, it could go either way. Yeah. And it's like dangerous. Like it could be like the rocks crowning achievement. Like it, it like legit, like it could be like, yeah, there were all those other movies, but then he played black Adam and that was like the rock became, it could be like a Tony Stark kind of thing. Yeah, because you tell me you're not a huge Walking Tall fan, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally uh, agree. Southland Tales. Yeah, Southland Tales. That movie. Oh my god! Yeah, he had a run in the early 2000s. Everyone should go check it out. Yeah, um, I remain cautiously optimistic of Black Adam. Um, 
I will put it in this context. I don't see him lining up with like the rest of the Justice League. Like I can't imagine him sharing a screen with Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot or Ezra Miller. Like yeah. he's too big of a star. Mm-hmm. And like he suffers from that. Like you, you're not ever not the rock. He's the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Like you might be the rock playing a really good role, but you're still the rock. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, that I, I'm really intrigued. I'm, I want it to be really good. I want oh, yeah. what he wants to, I want the super that hero that he wants to play to be really good. Me too. I mean, Hey, nothing would, yeah, nothing would delight me more than this being a good movie because I do love the Shazam world that they've kind of built, and I I do yeah. think The Rock brings something to the table when he's in a film. Um, not everything that he does works, but I think that he does bring something. So I I yeah. do hope that this is good. I just I I'm gonna and not for nothing, but part of what he brings is an audience. It t- totally like bankable name one of the few bankable names that will pull people in just based on people will be like i don't know what the yeah. hell black adam is but the rocks but the rocks in it, in it. and it's like people of all ages like, oh the dwayne rocks johnson. in it okay yeah dwayne johnson <laughs> nah he's the rock let's be real it's so crazy because i'm like i totally respect that he wants to be dwayne johnson but like i never have a conversation where i'm like oh yeah dwayne no no, no it's, it's the, the rock, rock. Like, or it's i'm dwayne sorry the rock johnson like <laughs> like yeah i don't know i i my hopes are kind of in the middle not not super jazzed for it, also not super down on it. I just want this to be a good movie, and I hope that it, it, it works. I don't know much from the director, uh, Jean-Colette Serra. So, well, actually, no, he did The Shallows. Oh, weird. Okay, and Jungle Cruise. Okay, never mind. So he's done some things. but um, Jungle Cruise, huh? Weird. Yeah. Uh, what are your expectations for The Batman? I am so stoked for this movie, man. I... Not just because I love Matt Reeves and I love Robert Pattinson, but it's like I think that this is going to be what we needed. Because for me, like the Batman in my life have been Ben Affleck and Christian Bale, and I don't think either one of them is a good Batman. I'm sorry, but Christian Bale is not the strong point of the Dark Knight series. It's just not. Well, let's. I want to like let's not pretend like George Clooney or Val Kilmer were great (laughs) Batman. They had like, things. Um, yeah. They had things going for them in certain. It's true, Batman. I will, not a I will fight then. for Michael Keaton. Um, <laughs> but like, it, in terms of like Val Kilmer and, oh, Val and Kilmer. George Clooney, like oh, no, like God. yeah, like you're saying, like Clooney, yeah, yeah. So I want to see another really competent filmmaker do a take on Batman where it's not just a superhero film because this is not what this is. This is like basically Mm -hmm. what I've been told and what I've heard is it's kind of like a brutal noir film about uh, just him as a detective essentially, which is like, yes, that's what I need. And like they are including, you know, the Riddler and I don't know how many exact like uh, villains are going to be including in this. Yeah. Um, But it seems like it's going to be a a stylized version of a Batman film that I'm looking for because I'm kind of done with the Snyder stuff. I'm done with the like the big, huge, you know, Gotham or Metropolis is being destroyed. Like, no, I like the subtlety. That's what I loved about both the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, the subtlety of the thing. Like when Joker and and Batman are in that interrogation room. Like that's my favorite scene of the movie. Like that's just where yeah. it is. It's the subtle things where you're trying to figure out who's lying and who's not. And I think that this is going to be just that with I hope. Do you think it's going to be rated R? 
Yes. Uh, ooh. I hope so, man. Dude, if this isn't rated R, they're messing up. I feel like from what we've seen so far, there's no way that it's not. Like, right? There's so much brutality just already in these trailers that I'm like, to feel those punches get pulled, no pun intended, I guess. Like, True, yeah. Is is disheartening. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like... I think Robert Pattinson's going to be a fantastic Batman. So good. Like, who'd have thought? Like, right. <laughs> the dude like, from it's, Twilight. It's amazing because, well, it's amazing because, like, when I was saying Val Kilmer and and um, George Clooney, there, it's like, and I would, to a degree, throw Christian Bale in here too. Is Batman has always been a big name star? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, here's a person that can carry this franchise. Mm-hmm. And like, you look at Batfleck, you look at Christian Bale, you look at George Clooney, you look at Michael Keaton, you look at Val Kilmer. Like, yeah. Which is not to say that Robert Pattinson isn't a huge actor right now, but like, he's in that place where he's not like, it's not like, oh, Robert Pattinson playing Robert Pattinson, or which yeah. is what we got from Clooney and, and yeah. Kilmer. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the thing that's got me most jazzed about this movie, I think, are the peripheral characters. Dude, yes. Because Riddler looks fucking insane. Paul Dano, dude. Paul Dano. Love Paul Dano. (laughs) And Paul Dano perfectly primed to put in an insane. And then they also have Colin Farrell in there, who I think is going to play like. Unrecognizable. (laughs) But like, I remember reading a thing when the first trailer came out that was like, oh, yeah, like Colin Farrell's in it for like six minutes. You know, yeah, and it's like crazy because he's in all this makeup, but like it's like six months. But I'm like, that seemed like a pretty central character to to what's going on. Maybe it's all just the first five minutes, but like, true, true. And then you get um, uh, Catwoman there, which I'm like, Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz. Like I'm like, I am on board with that Catwoman. So I don't know what presence she's like exuding. That I'm like, that's fucking Catwoman. So that good. that has like Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman vibes. Yes, um, that's what I was thinking. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Without like the, without speaking ill of the Tim Burton Batman movies, but without like the slight corniness of yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> you do have that big name with Colin Farrell, but True. he's not like he's not able to be his most Colin Farrellist because he's unrecognizable. It's like you right. let him like just exist in this role without having to be Colin Farrell. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's gonna be amazing. Dude, me too. I'm very into this. I think it's going to redefine Batman. Same. And again, I don't think they're coming back to do another one of these because Robert Pattinson has already said he's just never going to do this again because, I don't know, he yeah, had issues with Matt Reeves. Million. True, true, true. Um, and then he'll be in, yeah, the next 10. But uh, but yeah, I think this is a good refresh for the what they've got going yeah. on because- while I don't necessarily hate all of what Zack Snyder's done with the the DC universe, this is so off book. Like this is just yeah. completely different. It doesn't feel like Nolan. It doesn't feel like Snyder. It feels like something very, very singular. And I'm just. And yeah. all you have to do is have a post credit scene where Flash runs through a scene. Ezra Miller's Flash just like runs through, and they're like, yep. "Yep, in the universe, in the universe, we may or may matter. not address this <laughs> yeah, exactly. sometime in the future." Uh, but it is canon. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the Batman, and oh yeah, so we got a new 
trailer for the Batman. That's why we talked it. We're talking about it. Yes. Um, go watch it immediately. Pause this podcast and go watch the new trailer immediately. It is so, it gives you a much clearer picture of what this movie is going to be without giving away anything. Like, like I still don't yeah. know what the story is at all. I don't know how he meets anyone. I don't know. Yeah. Also, how long he's been Batman? How long he's been Batman? Yeah. Andy Circus is Alfred, which I'm like, yes. Andy Circus is Alfred. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Andy Circus, dude. One and, of the uh, most And what's his name as people in in Hollywood dude, right now. I don't like crazy. <laughs> like and what what's the one that he's directing right now? Um Well, he just directed Venom Let There Be Carnage. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, uh okay. Like, like, okay. <laughs> Uh, fine all right you do a venom movie with Carnage two massive and then your alpha motion capture okay. characters fuck yeah <laughs> yeah he's we're gonna see those memes that are like oh look characters that have crossed over between the dc and the marvel universe and you're like yeah there's oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh god yeah because now technic oh we're getting into it but andy circus yeah. is all over mcu yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Claw, uh, Claw. um yeah and also shout out to uh uh jeffrey wright Who's playing Commissioner Gordon? Yes, as Gordon, which is perfect. Oh my God, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. I am, need more. Of I love him. Jeffrey Wright. I am like, I feel like he's like a year, maybe two away from the movie that wins him an Oscar and makes him like puts him in that legendary like actor status because it's like he's so good in everything he does and he does yeah. a lot of big movies. Like he does. Like I mean, Batman. Like. Hunger Games, James Bond, like he's all over the place, but like he was just in the entire What If sog series, like. yeah, 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 and like really fucking good in it, um, so good, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's he, I love me some Jeffrey Wright, um, so good, so good. All right, let's hit the last one we really have to hit here. Yeah, so uh, so so Peacemaker, so Peacemaker, which is coming out in January. Yeah, the um, Michael Cena led. John Cena spinoff. What did I say? Michael Cena. You said Michael, Michael, Sarah. Michael Sarah. Oh God. <laughs> no, that's a very different Two movie. Two of the most put them next to each other. Whoa. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. I would we love like a movie might they have to edit that part out just like, cause it's so insane. Michael, oh, shit. John Cena. I almost did it again. John Cena's spinoff character from the Suicide Squad, directed by yes. James Gunn. Peacemaker also produced, and I think the first couple directed by James Gunn. Yeah, and completely written by Gunn as well. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with this trailer. Yeah. I don't understand why I care about this character, <laughs> but I'm so it's cause in. It's, it's iconic. It's just the fact that if if we had never seen, if like if, say, John Cena wasn't in the Suicide Squad and they just greenlit a Peacemaker show yeah. like this wouldn't necessarily have worked but the fact that we have something going into it where it's like no john cena was my favorite part of the suicide squad like for, yeah by a long shot idris elba was also really good but john cena was like it was my favorite performance by him by a by miles it's it's so funny what about king shark well king Sh Just kidding. <laughs> continue we're going to praise Stallone on something. I don't know if it's going to be King Shark, but um but yeah, so I I'm into this. Um <laughs> I it's weird because the trailer gave me the feeling that like they shot this in like 2 days. Like <laughs> right? not in a bad way, but it's like one location like there it's just John Cena and like two other people like running around in costumes like it just felt like they were in some lot somewhere. 
which is amazing because it's James Gunn and he has that really sick sense of humor yeah. that makes sense with this type of thing. Qu- Tone-wise, I'm down for. Quality-wise, I think it's going to be kind of like nodding to itself, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I'm I'll, I'll be there day one for this one, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm all, this is, all about this. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like it's like, and then the great part about it is because of the general like absurdity that, that you're expecting coming into it. Yeah, anything could happen. Anything. You know what I mean? Literally. Like it, they could be like, "Yep, here's a giant starfish monster," and you're like, "Yeah, rock and roll." Okay, makes sense to me. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and I, th- I mean, obviously, this is going to be taking place prior to the Suicide Squad. Um, no, after. Oh, is that so? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's spoilers, I guess, on the Suicide Squad, but there's the post credit scene where he's in the ICU. Oh, that's right. I, th- I, th- I thought I read that it was like... And also, t- a couple of the characters that he's walking around with are the characters from, like, Amanda Waller's uh, command center there, so... Gotcha, gotcha. That makes way more sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought I read that it was prior, which I was like, okay, I guess a Peacemaker origin would be interesting. But <laughs> okay, HBO, I'm assuming it's got to be on. Yeah, HBO Max, yep. And yeah, again, this made me really enjoy John Cena's presence on screen, which has never happened yeah. before, but I'm, I'm down for it. Let's go, Peacemaker. And that's what we got, guys, I think. Unless go. you have anything else to talk about Peacemaker. We will wise. end it on Peacemaker. <laughs> yes. We- <laughs> These characters are so ridiculous. I love Peacemaker. I just have a, like a, a picture up on my computer of him like firing a gun with a goofy-ass smile on his face. His like, extended Desert Eagle, like whatever yeah. the fuck that gun is. Uh, so that's it, guys. That's what we got yeah. today. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. Josh, you got a recommendation for us? You go first. I do. I do. So it's October still, so I'm going to continue with my Halloween horror nights, whatever. That's a universal thing. Never mind. Um, (laughs) You're fine. Yeah. But uh, I assume that's why you watched that shitty movie earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Literally. That's why. Um, I'm going to give you a recommendation that's not shitty, and that's the 2019 film Midsommar, which uh, Ah. written and directed. Have you seen this movie? I have not. You're not a horror guy, so I. I'm not a horror guy, but like it, it, like it's, it's breached through. Like it's on my to watch list, not like super high because it like is a horror film, but like it's it's pushed through the like my dismissal of it being a horror film. To be like, I should see this. Right. This is, and I will say, it's worth watching. Written or directed by Ari Aster, who is quickly becoming one of the most prolific horror filmmakers of Mm -hmm. like this generation. It's just insane. Um, this film stars Florence Pugh, which is another huge selling point because she is absolutely phenomenal in everything she's in. Um, Jack Rayner is also in this. William Jackson Harper, who is cheaty on The Good Places in this. Nice. Uh, Will Poulter is in this, who we talked about. So it's like bringing everything together. Um, and it's just about a group of friends who are in college and travel to Sweden to kind of experience and study the summer festival that happens every 90 years. And just so happens that one of the people that they went to school with is part of this kind of commune that puts on this festival every year and they go and it's an Ari Aster film. So, you know, things just, you know, go tits up pretty quickly. Things go South. Yeah. (laughs) They go very South. Um, But this film works so well for me because you, despite the fact that every single thing is telling you that things are okay, 
the colors, the bright lights, the fact that everyone is out in a field the whole time with floral arrangements and beautiful, you know, it's just, it feels like you should be at ease, but you just don't have that feeling. And that's one of the genius hmm. things about Ari Aster where it's like, no, he can give you this, no one's in a confined space, but you feel like you're trapped in trapped. this like alien type thing. And it's just, it's it's masterful filmmaking from a director who just understands modern horror and knows how to make things scary without just like throwing scary masks in your face and loud noises. Um, and and yeah, I would highly recommend it, especially before Halloween or before October is over and it is streaming on Prime. So Midsommar, that's my recommendation for this week. That was that was an excellent pitch. That like made me want to be like, should I go watch this movie like right now? That was- <laughs> I will say it's two, almost two hours and 40 minutes. But oh, it does right. not feel so it's like a, it. <laughs> it. It's feels like four it, hours, or it feels like an hour. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> both. I don't know how else how else to go about it. What do you got? What do you got, Willis? Um. So mine is something that that is topical. Um. My recommendation for this week is going to be the anime Cowboy Bebop. Um. Which. Yeah. As of this recording, we've just gotten our first trailer for the Netflix live action adaptation of it, which you should absolutely go watch immediately. Uh, Mm -hmm. Looks amazing. But Cowboy Bebop as a series in of itself is one of the most prolific, amazing animes, in my opinion, that's ever been made. Um, It, it follows three bounty hunters uh, in like a future esque space traversing in the solar system kind of way. Um, oh my God, say less. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It, 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 like, it, and it's, it's an interesting future because it's not like, oh, everything's great. It's like we expanded out to all of the solar system and shit kind of went to shit. Mm. Um, like they don't go to earth for a long time. Cause it's like all fucked up and like all this shit. Um, but it stars it. There's these three bounty hunters, spike jet and Faye who just go around trying to make money and keep themselves fed. And it's the stylization and the like depth of these characters. And the like, it's so just the way it's made is so brilliant and so revolutionary that like, even just thinking about it, I'm like, God, like I, there have been times when I've watching that show that I'm like, like the depth that you have to get to, to these characters to commit is like amazing. Yeah. And, I'm so excited that they're um, remaking it for Netflix. I think it looks dope. Uh, Cool shout out for the Japanese translation for the Cowboy Bebop show on Netflix. They're using the same voice actors that were in the original show. That's sick. Which is like one of those things that's super fucking like cool of Netflix to do. And like there would be no reason for them to do that other than honoring the source material in my opinion. Um, Yeah. But it's amazing. It's I think it's twenty six half hour episodes, so it's like it's a full okay. season. Um, yeah. But you it, like, and each one is kind of different, and they are, like. All right, I'm going on and on, but the, the the last thing I'll say is like, it's called Cowboy Bebop, and each episode has kind of like a musical theme to it. There's jazz episodes. There's like kind of hip hop episodes. There's and like they're not so blatantly called out, but like the use of music and like 
music to elevate a mood of these episodes is absolutely brilliant and absolutely amazing. And you should absolutely watch it. Um, all the time. Oh my God. It's ticking every one of my boxes right now. Okay. Yeah. It's, Where do, you, how do I watch jo- it? You would love it, Josh. It is available <laughs> to watch on Hulu. Um, Let's go. <laughs> I would bet. I don't think it's on Netflix right now, but I would bet that oh. Netflix is going to pull some kind of uh, <laughs> licensing agreement there. Um, it's also to. on prime and it's also on Crunchyroll if If you watch a lot. Oh, of okay. Nice. Okay. I bet you it's on like Funimation, like any of the anime sites. I'm sure it's on. Yeah. Dude, okay, I gotta cue that up next. Then, holy shit! All right, and this it, like for an animated film, the cinematography is legendary. Word, okay, so that's one hell of a pitch. Let's let's yeah. go. Let's you go. sent me down a they sent me down a rabbit hole when I uh, <laughs> when this trailer came out this morning. So right, right. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll <sighs> that'll bring us all the way back home, guys. Yeah, we um, made it. We did. Good episode. No Marvel. Well, we talked about it, but like we, we, it was more focused on DC this week, you know. Yeah, yeah. Give them some time in the sun. Yeah, where uh, where can people find you on the internet, Willis? So you can find me online at Willis Film on Instagram and Twitter, uh, and also on uh, Letterboxd. Although I still only have my Jumanji review on there. Um, the only I movie open that it, matters. I, I open it most days and I'm like, I got to do some letterbox stuff, but then I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then I feel like I'm taking too much time to think about what I should do. And then I bail out. Um, <laughs> but I want to add more. I, I want, I want to be more involved in letterbox. If people start interacting with me, maybe I'll get more involved. I'll just start like commenting on everything you do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just 15 comments on my Jumanji review. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can people find you on the internet, Josh? Oh, God. People can find me on the internet uh, on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller, on Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelled with no E. I'm not changing it. It's too much. I try to. It's just too much work. Um, no you one, also find you're me. the only one who cares, dude. I know, but it's just, just you know, it's my. I know. Whatever. I know. Whatever. Um, you can find me on Letterboxd as well at Josh Fuller. I think it's just Josh Fuller. You can also find uh, the podcast on Instagram uh, at Pixel Splitters and on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod and also on Letterboxd at just Pixel Splitters, I believe. I think that's how the handles yeah. work on the Letterboxd. I'm not sure. Um, but that's where we have all of our weekly recommendations. All And we also have, from last week, both Willis and I's uh, top 10 most anticipated yes. lists. And any further ones we do in the future will be on there as well. So follow us, please. It would be good. There's um, also, I guess, well, now I've made it awkward, but there's a new trailer out for <laughs> Ghostbusters, too. That you okay. Check out. check out the Ghostbusters trailer. I have not yet. I'm going to do it right after this. So. <laughs> rock and roll well all, all right, right Josh, then, guys let's let's wrap it up we've been talking for quite a while now let's it's let's been let a our while. listeners go um go to the movies guys go watch something go watch hey, the french dispatch and dune come out this weekend guys so yes. get the fuck to the theaters my god oh my god just do it it's true uh, get out there yeah. there's so much coming guys all right josh good talking to you good talking to you too dude thanks for listening we do so well and then we just start rambling it's hard uh, and then i call out. it out and it gets even longer <laughs> it is what it is yes good talking thank, to you i will talk thank to you, you everyone for listening next week. god damn it it's fine it's fine yes it's good thanks for listening everybody i don't want to end the episode on god damn it so shit so, so thanks for listening <laughs>